Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, the show that's all about having big fun in the most beautiful place in the world, Cape Cod. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And we have a big, giant, super extravaganza show for you. Let's start out with the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast and... You know, folks, I'm not going to lie to you. It looks like it might be a bit of a tough weekend out there. We've had so much beautiful weather this fall on Cape Cod. Well, let's just lay it out there. For Friday, sunny with a high near 48. And then Saturday, we have what looks like maybe a nor'easter heading our way. And we got to be real about it. It says Saturday rain. The rain could be heavy at times. High near 55. And then on Sunday, a chance of showers. Mostly cloudy with a high near 58. And Mung. That's one of the roughest forecasts we have had maybe in the history of the Cape Cod Fun Show. Yeah, this sounds rough. I might have to break out my galoshes and the gust buster, which is my unflippable umbrella. That's pretty exciting. You sure it won't flip under any circumstances? We have some Zephyr-like giant winds here. Don't you see it flipping inside out and you tumbling flipper over chin down Main Street in Hyannis? Oh, no way. No way. This, uh, this withstood the great uh, Cape Cod gale of 2014. In that case, we move on to tides. Let's take a look. Not that it might matter. We might be sort of indoorsy people. Can we have fun? We will try to figure that out here on the Cape Cod Fun Show. Looking at the tides for this weekend. For Friday, we have a high tide around 1 o'clock. Saturday around 2. Sunday around 2.30 or so. That's kind of the way it works. Uh, so... We'll see what happens in terms of maybe some coastal flooding. That's not fun, Mung. Not a good idea. Oh, this is rough. Mariners out there are going to have to watch the water, watch the tides, watch the forecast all weekend. Well, maybe we should sort of think about rainy day stuff on Cape Cod. It happens during the season. You know, you do get some rain and get some clouds and you got to adapt. Cape Cod is an outside place, but there's plenty of fun stuff to do when it rains out. I'm going to throw a couple things out there that I always like. The Salt Palm Visitor Center in Easton, the Cape Cod National Seashore Headquarters, has a nice little museum. They show movies. They have an excellent bookstore and some great windows to maybe watch the raindrops fall onto beautiful Salt Pond. You can ask rangers perplexing questions and, and try to trick them. Uh, say, who invented the pilgrims? And they'll be like, <laughs> well, no, they're humans. They, they weren't invented. Wait a second. And then you move left and right. But uh, that's a nice place to go. You might not be able to go to the beach, but you can learn about the beach. That's right. Erosion and coastal storms. They have all that kind of stuff there. They do have a new movie, actually. They debuted a new movie about coastal processes, and that is now showing in their wonderful theater at the Salt Pond Visitor Center. Oh, is it, it a horror movie? It is if you're scared about uh, global warming. <laughs> Here it comes. Terrifying. <laughs> Someday Cape Cod will be uh, uh, gone. So we have to enjoy it and have fun now. That's what this particular broadcast is all about. Something else I've always enjoyed. Sure, everyone talks about the Pilgrim Monument, which is a wicked fun place to climb. And I have climbed it in the rain and wind, and it's kind of creepy in there. Uh, but the view is not so great at the top, but it's still good. But attached to that wonderful granite obelisk, if that's indeed what it is, is the Provincetown Museum, which is kind of a sort of folksy sort of look at life in Provincetown through the ages. Uh, my favorite thing in there is the narwhal tusk. I believe, Mung, you have one of those uh, protruding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to be a narwhal for about five years. <laughs> what happened? What made you change? Hmm. 
wanted to be a walrus. I see. So you've grown and learned and evolved. and got. It must be tough as a narwhal. Uh, I think a male narwhal, they have the tusks. How do you live your life without, like, killing all your friends? Like, you know, sticking them with your tusk or Whoops. bumping into things? Or how do, you, how do you change the channel on the television? Do you just sort of use your tusk to flip through the channels? Wait, aren't narwhals like the unicorns of the sea? That's correct. Ooh, uh, that's I love it. how they get the name from the tusk. They have that at the Provincetown Museum, a bunch of other cool exhibits. I've always liked hanging around uh, up there in Provincetown. A good rainy day thing to do on Cape Cod mm. as we look at what might be a rainy weekend. We've talked about this one before, but uh, both of us are big fans of the Woods Hole Science Aquarium. It's free. It's open on Saturdays, not Sundays, though, and it's it's a great place to see some of the local species. You know, you go to these fancy aquariums and they're filled with tropical fish and all sorts of things that live in, I don't know, Bali or something like that. But the Woods Hole Science Aquarium specializes in stuff that lives around us, and it's always cool to see, like, a cod or maybe a flounder or other denizens of the deep that live in our area and that is a uh, spectacular place. That's at 166 Water Street in Woods Hole. We've had good times there. Yeah, and they may even have a cephalopod. Pardon me? A cephalopod. Is that some kind of uh, disease? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's a active predatory mollusk of the large class such as octopus or squid. I'm sure they got one of those down there. A predatory what? Mollusk. So it's like a mollusk that eats other things? It just doesn't sit there and filter the water? Maybe it has an insatiable appetite. So it's going around and like cozies up to a clam or something or something like that and like munches it? <laughs> Cephalopod is funny Oh, what say. a traitor to the rest of the mollusks. <laughs> what are mollusks? They're shellfish? No, what are they? Mollusks are... Uh... Something with, yeah, shells. Oh, something boy. in the ocean. I think we need to go back to science camp. Uh, that's kind of tough there. It's perfect to go to the Woods Hole Aquarium. Ask them this. Well, if you're down uh, that way in Woods Hole, you might want to swing by uh, Main Street in Falmouth and stop by Maison Villat if you're looking to get a chocolate croissant to give you the courage you need to face the precipitation. That place is awesome. 267 Main Street in Falmouth. Really, I love pastry, Mung. I know you do, too. Oh, Maison Villette is some of the best pastry pastries around. You go in there, and it just looks like a little uh, bakery right out of Paris. In fact, we know somebody who is uh, who used to be on the Cape Cod Fun Show who's in Paris right now. Who's that? Uh, this guy named Greg. Greg's in Paris? That's what he tells us. Greg is on vacation. This is why you're not hearing oh, him on the broadcast. Oh, that's right. He's on that gargoyle exchange program. <laughs> so he's now squatting above Notre Dame and just grumbling. <laughs> and he's yelling, hey, you, hunchback, out of my out of my way. Maybe he's a tour guide in the catacombs right All now. All right. A lot of dead people down here. Oh, oh, dear. oh, boy. Look at the bones. The bones. Oh, no. Yeah, Greg's in Paris. Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> I hope he brings us back some souvenirs. That's French. Uh, <laughs> other things on a rainy day on Cape Cod. You know, I've been here a lot and I go back all the time because I love chocolate. And the Candy Manor in Chatham, the Chatham Candy Manor at 484 Main Street. I mean, it's a sensory overload when you walk in there. They hand dip their chocolates in the back. And they also bring in a bunch of other cool stuff from elsewhere. Uh, old time crazy candies. And the people are bizarrely cheerful as they make the candy they're singing songs they're goofy they're crazy oh yeah it's like candy elves i love it and they make their own candy canes probably starting to do it already into the christmas season and 
You know, one of my favorite things to do there is to go in there and admire things, say hi to the staff, and then gorge on free samples when no one's looking. Ah, yes, free samples. You just reach up, and then finally they whack you with a candy ruler, if there is such a, a thing. No, they're wicked nice. They're, they'll give you free samples at the Chatham Candy Manor, and that is a delicious thing to do to cheer you up on a rainy day on Cape Cod. Now, one other thing I, I have to add, and I have not been here in probably about four months, five months maybe, which is sort of starting to buzz in the back of my brain, but I'm a gigantic fan of perfect pizza slices. The kind you go in, you order it, they throw it back in the oven for that two minutes, and that two minutes is the is the two minutes of love that we could all use to be sort of put into a warm little file cabinet and, and, and just lovingly heated up to our ultimate crispness so we could realize true deliciousness. And we're talking, of course, about Spiritus Up in P-Town, in Provincetown. Man, you go in there, you get a slice, put some red pepper on it, and maybe get one of those San Pellegrino soft drinks, limonata, perchance. Oh, it is heaven for like five bucks, and you have to go back and get another slice, so it'll be another three bucks or something like that. But on a, on a rainy day on Cape Cod, to sit in that really cool place, Spiritus, and eat a slice with a fancy soda... That's a piece of fun heaven right there, Mung. I know you don't like pizza too much. Not the biggest pizza fan, but I've had Spiritus. Their slices are so good ta- and so tasty. And I've always wanted to order an entire, like, whole pie there. It, it's kind of, you know, it's not the cheapest uh, pizza if you get, like, a whole pie, but I bet it's delicious. Oh, it is delicious. And it is expensive uh, compared to other places, but I think it's worth it. It's that whole wheat crust, thin crust. Mm. They've been doing it right up there for a long time. It's funny how on rainy days I start thinking about eating. Oh, I mean, that's, that's what you got to do is like explore your stomach world. And so those are the kind of things we do on Cape Cod when it rains out. You know, uh, I would suggest stopping by the old hot chocolate sparrow in Orleans, where you could perhaps try my favorite beverage of all time, which is the vanilla spritzer. And that is what? It's uh, like uh, seltzer water, uh, so bubbly water, and they have those kind of uh, Italian uh, syrups. So you get the vanilla spritzer. It's like a vanilla soda, but sort of lighter and not as sweet, and it is heaven. I understand on on a cool rainy day you might want to go in for a hot bevy, and I will support you in that decision, because we're all about that kind of support on the show, aren't we, Mung? Oh, totally. And their ch- hot chocolate, straight up from Hot Chocolate Sparrow, is so good. This is not like your Swiss Miss variety. It almost seems like it's like real delicious chocolate melted in there with some milk or cream. And, uh, you know, here at the Cape Cod Fun Show, we want to get you out there and doing things in the community, but you can also, you know, do some community stuff and go home on a rainy day. For example, listen to this delightful day on a rainy Saturday. Going to the Hot Chocolate Sparrow, getting a delicious uh, hot chocolate and then sinking in to a nice scary movie. This is what Mung has been doing for like weeks. It's almost Halloween. I've been watching a lot of horror movies. So you get something, you know, from your neighborhood. You're drinking it. Maybe you get some snacks you bring back to the house. Watch a great movie like Hereditary. That's one of the most buzzed about horror movies of the year. It's really freaky. Just watched it. Or you can delve into the brand new uh, Haunting of Hill House 10 episode series on Netflix. It is chilling. It'll have your the hairs on your arm standing up and you know just drinking that hot 
Coco and getting scared. This is what it's all about. Yeah, but that kind of fear from a movie like that could actually curdle your Coco. <laughs> That's uh, true. You know, you'd, hate, you'd hate to have that happen in the middle of an enjoyable sip. Talking about horror <laughs> movies, it's very funny that you bring this up, uh, Mung. Now... I don't know about you, but I would almost rather watch a horror movie or a scary movie in a theater with other victims, I mean patrons, <laughs> you know, because you figure, okay, we actually are watching something and no one's going to knock at my door and things will probably be okay because I can get in my car and drive away from this place. Mm-hmm. And if I escape the scary movie theater, they won't know how to get me. So that's, that's my true. theory. Plus, if you sit close in, in the theater and someone sits in the back, the monster or serial killer would be able to get them first. Well, it's known that... Uh, uh, any kind of monster or slasher that emerges from a horror movie comes from the screen first. Oh. Not from the back down. They oh. come out of the screen. Thanks for telling me. So if you're up close, Maybe you you're gotta first go to, the to back. go. Okay. So that's where the reaping begins. Maybe I'll be in the middle next time. So if you're looking for a horror movie that's, that's kind of different, uh, this is something that's coming up on Friday at one of our favorite theaters. Maybe the best place to see a movie on Cape Cod. That's at Cape Cinema in Dennis. Uh, That's on Route 6A Main Street there. It's an old-fashioned, beautiful theater with an incredible Rockwell Kent mural on the ceiling. It's a sight to behold if you haven't seen it. So coming up on Friday, October 26th, they're showing something called Hexen, which combines documentary footage with surrealistic horror scenes depicting the evolution and superstitions of witchcraft through the ages. Oh, neat. It's made in 1922, and it's accompanied by an original score played live by the Inframen band. So they're going to have a live band, wow. a 1922 horror movie. And hopefully it's not that scary at uh, Cape Cinema, capecinema.com. You can find out more information. But that sounds really cool. And just being in that building on a close to Halloween evening... I think that'd be a good time on Friday night here on Cape Cod. Yeah, cheers to them for offering something different. That sounds like an experience. It's not just going to see a movie, so that's really cool. So a live band in the house at the Cape Cinema. If you haven't been there, you know, that kind of gives me the uh, creeps, uh, thinking about the Cape Cinema and a scary movie and some of the scary things we've learned in our travels around Cape Cod. Now, Monk... I hate even to bring up a couple of these topics uh, as we attempt to uh, educate and amuse the public because while Cape Cod may seem all seersucker shirts and joy and uh, (laughs) summer Chardonnay, there's more to it. There can be a a dark side, a a strange side to Cape Cod. We've (laughs) seen that over the years, Mung. Uh, That is true. There could be something sinister lying amongst the sands. Now, I will uh, bring up this topic, and I hate to do it because I know you've had some odd experiences here, but we would be remiss around Halloween if we did not revisit the story of Mary C. Delancey. Oh, my. I see a story here that you may have had some part in with the lead. Did you ever get so mad at your neighbor's? That you eternally damned them? We've all been there, right? <laughs> We've all been there with our neighbors, haven't we? Uh, Sometimes they have a barking not. dog that, that gets on your nerves. Well, that's what Mary C. Delancey did, and her venomous last words live on in the ancient cemetery in Yarmouthport. So this is a gravestone that you walk up to. You know, it's next to, like, Larry and Freddie and, and Constance, regular people who seem to have lived regular lives, and they say things like, born here, died this. But on this one gravestone, 
This in is the, the best. In the ancient cemetery in Yarmouthport, Mary C. Delancey had the last word. Here's what's inscribed on her tombstone. Quote, May eternal damnation be upon those in Wellingport who, without knowing me, have maliciously vilified me. May the curse of God be upon them and theirs. Close quote. Whoa. That is a sizzle fest coming off a stone right there in a cemetery where usually you're just trying to say, hey, death's not so bad. Here we are. It's not so bad. But she went out with a right uppercut to the jaw of her neighbors. And I know, Mung, you did some further investigation on this matter. I was mystified as to what whaling port would refer to. I was thinking New Bedford. Is this like a Moby Dick thing? But but no. No. She died like in the 1980s. That's what, what was the shocking part, because you you hear this curse from beyond the grave, and it sounds like some colonial person just, like, you know, spewing hatred amongst their brethren and, and cursing them. that's what they all them. did back then. That's the way it was back <laughs> in those right. days. But this is in the 1980s. And this was from the 1980s, just decades ago. And so Whalingport, what does that refer to? A Cape Cod town? Apparently, it was like the name of like a like a neighborhood or like some sort of village association, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a village association yes. in Yarmouthport where she lived, which is pretty much just down the road from the cemetery. Right, right. So she had some issues with her neighbors, apparently, that she took very personally. And in her last act, just took it out in a wicked mean epitaph. On her headstone, which is maybe the most remarkable headstone on Cape Cod. And it does give you chills to to be in front of it and read it because it's basically, it's hot hate on a cold stone. <laughs> Perfect wording. And in fact, think about like 500 years from now when they go back to that stone and be like, man, those, those words are, are still there and they're kind of hateful. Yeah, and we tried to figure out like what she was up against and... Uh, Ah, some said Delency, who lived from 1906 to 1985, hosted too many cats, which rankled the neighbors. Others claim it was her penchant for feeding pigeons. And these are things, you know, many Cape Codders have been involved in over the years. Lots of cats, lots of pigeons. And I guess maybe there was some kind of conflagration in that neighborhood that she literally took to the grave. Mm-hmm. So that is a uh, a thing to see in the very spooky, by the way, cemetery, the ancient cemetery in Yarmouthport. Now, Mung. Oh, boy. Over the years, you've been involved with the cemetery, and it goes beyond Mary Delency, as I recall. Boy, does it. Now, this is a this is going uh, down toward the Grays Beach Boardwalk. You pass it, it's on the left, and there's a lot of really old stones and then some new ones like Delency. Um, but some people say this is one of the spookiest and most haunted places on Cape Cod. Uh, that is correct. And in fact, just uh, years ago, um, I was told not to go there by a paranormal expert on the Cape because he said uh, there's been reports of demonic activity. And I said, uh-oh, that doesn't sound good, but of course I'm going to go there anyway. So I didn't heed his warning, and I have quite the story from the ancient cemetery. I know I've related to you, and you seem a little incredulous, but I'll lay it out to the audience, and they can decide for themselves. 
Uh, so picture a cold night. It was on Halloween. And again, folks, um, I don't think the uh, local authorities want you to be at cemeteries into the night. So we can't encourage this. But I happened to be there with a party of four, two females. Oh, yeah. Two females, two males. So we were only there for about 15 minutes. And I, I told everybody to be silenced because we had these little recorders. So we wanted to walk around the grave. Whoa, whoa, a little recorders. What do you mean? Like? Yeah, like, like a little Olympus uh, digital re- recorder. So we're pressing play and trying to just get the sounds. And then we wanted to play it back later. Um, so we, all, we have our digital recorders out. Uh, so we're walking around the headstones. Everybody is completely silent. It's a spooky night. So we're recording for about 15 minutes. And, of course, you couldn't determine what's on the recording until you got back into the car and we played it in our speaker. So it was a pretty benign night. We didn't really hear any howls or any sounds or anything. Just kind of leaves shuffling. So we get back to my car. We all pack in there. This may be like 8 or 9 at night. And we start playing the recording. Nothing for about 10 minutes or so. Then all of a sudden shriek that's right we hear a woman screaming so i'm actually driving and leaving the parking lot at this point and i stop in the middle of the road and i turn to everybody and i was like did you just hear that that was a shriek no one shrieked while we were out there and we were stunned so gave us the heebie-jeebies and then just a minute later we slowed it down and heard a woman's voice say please go Please just go away. Our faces turned white. No one in our party, it was a female voice, so it would have been the other two females with me, neither of them said, please just go, please just go away, while we were actually recording. And if they did, I would have said, shh, don't talk. So I know who was talking. So you saw everybody in your sight. Oh my God, everyone in our sight. No site. one was saying anything. No, and this was my recording. This was so You're they, holding the recorder. Yeah, they would have had to have been near me. So no females near me saying anything. So then I went back to my house and went to a more high-powered audio editing software, slowed it down even more, and it was supremely audible. Please go. Please just go away in almost a British voice. And I still have the recording. Um, you can email me at digital at capegodonline.com if you want to hear it. Um, but it, to this, this was a good like six or seven years ago. I've had it to this day, and it is one of my scariest stories on the Cape. Well, I mean, now that I hear the whole story, I'm trying to find ways to poke holes into it. That's what we do here in newsrooms. Uh, we, we look at the facts, and obviously this uh, now it must be seen as an ancient dead British person who is telling you to get out of the cemetery. That's right, that's right, which is probably why we booked it so quickly. Has this changed your opinion of the afterlife and ghosts and everything? Were you skeptical before this happened? Nope, nope. I'm, I believe in, in everything, most things. I'm the opposite of most people. Some people are skeptical. I'm I'm a believer in all. If someone told me, hey, we just captured a vampire, I'd be like, oh, finally they revealed themselves after centuries of being hidden in the shadows. Or if they discovered Loch Ness Monster was real, I'd be like, finally, Nessie. Well, why would this ghost then at the ancient cemetery in Yarmouthport want you to go away? Wouldn't they be happy that you'd come out on a near Halloween night uh, to to be uh, friendly and to uh, evoke a camaraderie among dead and living? Maybe they just don't want us walking on their eternal resting places. Hmm. I would like to think of a world where where, where ghosts are more accepting and are listening to Eminem and just like sort of <laughs> hanging out and enjoying having someone come by. I always used to think when I walked into cemetery that, you know, all the ghosts and stuff were kind of happy to have one of the livers there. 
Hmm, the living ones, you know, because it's like, oh, good, you know, there's someone who's, you know, and someone would say like, well, don't play catch in a graveyard, you know, and I'd say like, isn't that exactly yeah. what they want? What else are they doing? Might someone well. throwing a frisbee around and like a dog running around and all that stuff. I don't know. That's right. But it's hard to understand the world sometimes, especially on Cape Cod around Halloween, where the sea can be angry and the land isn't too happy either. And you have to shut your outdoor showers off. And there's things in our history that are frightening. And and nay, I must say it, even on the Cape Cod Fun Show, not really that much fun. We we might as well talk about Jolly Jane. Although this spooks me pretty much more than anything else that we have ever dealt with on Cape Cod. The serial killer named Jolly Jane, who uh, lived on the Cape for a while. Oh, man. This is back in the day. Back around 1901. To unsuspecting patients and associates, she was a well-respected nurse and a gregarious caretaker who earned the nickname Jolly Jane. To those who prosecuted her, she was a mentally deranged killer who injected more than 30 people with lethal doses of morphine. Accused of killing an entire Cape Cod family in the summer of 1901, Jane Toppin is described by some as the ultimate killing machine. Whoa. Jolly Jane. I think she had a split personality with no real moral conscience, said Diane Ramney, assistant director of the Jonathan Bourne Public Library, or at least she was back in 2010 when the story came from. Authorities have pinned 31 mysterious deaths on Toppin, and others say the total body count could exceed 70. And she was a poisoner par supreme. She started on her killing spree in 1895, and... I guess uh, she ended up in born in the sweltering summer of 1901, and she just took a family right out of this world, right here on Cape Cod. And then apparently they said, Jolly Jane is nutso, and they sent her to an asylum in Taunton, where she died later. So we had one of the most evil and prolific serial killers in history right in our midst on Cape Cod, Mung. How does that make you feel? It blows my mind. This is a harrowing story. I feel incredibly bad for the patients back then because it sounded like you didn't want to get on Jolly Jane's bad side because who knows what she's going to be uh, injecting you with or giving you. Now, here's, yeah. here's Harold Schechter, a Queens College professor who wrote a book about her called Fatal, The Poisonous Life of a Female Serial Killer. She was one of the most prolific serial killers in American history, Schechter said. He said Totten would poison dosages, should alter poison dosages to prolong a patient's suffering, sometimes over weeks. At times, she climbed into bed with her victims and embraced them during their death throes, according to Schechter's research. She was a lust killer, he said. These people are extreme sexual psychopaths who derive pleasure from death. There was a quick trial at the Barnstable County Courthouse in 1902 where Toppin admitted that she was sexually aroused while watching her victims writhe and die. Found not guilty by reason of insanity. Sentenced to a Taunton Asylum where she died in 1938 at age 84. 
All right, that's it. I am spooked. I am freaked and spooked. This is a dark piece of Cape Cod history uh, a lot of people might not know about. We're very glad that there's like no like rotaries, like top and rotary named after her or anything. Like uh, yeah. maybe this should be something that's kind of forgotten. But, you know, it happened in our little spit of land at the turn of the century. I can't even believe it. Well, it's around Halloween. These are the kind of things you need to examine around Halloween. You know why, Mung? Why? So they never happen again. Oh, yeah. So we learn from this on the Cape Cod Fun Show, and we do not allow serial killers to inject people and, and wriggle. It's just not a good way. It's not good for business. It's not good for uh, Chamber of Commerce and visitors, and it's just not good. So we support a uh, peaceful and loving uh, time on Cape Cod for everybody. Yeah, unless you play uh, the video game that I've always wanted to invent. It's called Serial Killers, but it's just the mascots of all the serial serials fighting each other. So it's like Tony the Tiger versus Toucan Sam. And oh, boy. No. Oh boy. No serial. I'd take Toucan Sam with that beak. Are you kidding me? Boom, those macaws, they can shred you. How about the bumblebee? Bumblebee tuna? No, from the Honey Nut Cheerios. Ah, come he on. He can sting people. Uh, one sting and he's dead. That's the, that's trouble with being a bumblebee. What about the Trix Rabbit? Oh, yeah. I'd say the Trix Rabbit versus Lucky the Leprechaun would be the ultimate matchup because they're probably both tricksters and shape changers. So you got to watch out between those two. I don't know who I'd choose. It's hard to go against an evil leprechaun, though. I mean, because they're freaky. I'd totally play serial killers. Oh, boy. All right. That's just another great idea. Um, I, I really I think we should move on. We need to be soothed and we need to feel comfortable. It might be time to trot out uh, Chowder. Chowder could be the answer to this weekend's weather woes and the answer to the trouble in your tummy. I just wanted to throw out a couple of the uh, the top names uh, on Cape Cod in Chowder. We've done uh, a bunch of top tens over the years, and here's our most recent one. There's nothing like Chowder on a cold day when you come inside, make some friends at a restaurant, and they put down that bowl of white goodness in front of you. Mm. You can differ on the approach. I'm a thin Chowder man. Some people are thick Chowder people. Not me. How about you, Mung? I love the thin chowder. It's almost like like soup. <laughs> really? Like clam soup. Excellent analysis. Yes, yes that's what I like. It's, well, I don't like it when you can like stand up a spoon in no. the bowl and it just stands up and it's like paper mache. It's like paste or something. I don't like that. But uh, here's some of the great chowder places you might want to check out this week at Captain Parker's Pub in West Yarmouth, of course. Longtime chowder champion. Lobster Pot Restaurant in Provincetown. Another... Excellent chowder, I can vouch for it. Uh, the Land Ho in Orleans. Oh, I don't know if I've had their chowder. That's good chowder, man. Go, I'm telling you right there. now. I know that uh, Max, which I think closes this weekend in Wellfleet, has outstanding chowder. My daughter loves it. Uh, we also have votes for Bobby Burns chowder here. Hmm. Black Cat Tavern. And the Chatham Squire. Ah. If you need some chowder this weekend... That might be it's the perfect right up your chatter. alley. Mm-hmm. Our, our latest hottest restaurant review this week is the Nosset Grill in Orleans, which got a rave review. Whoa. That's right downtown in Post Office Square in Orleans, and I can vouch for that place. They turn out. My dad's been on this planet for over eight decades, and he says the cheeseburger at the Nosset Grill is the best he's ever had. Whoa. And he's dined on cheeseburgers from Bali to Baltimore, and uh, he says that is the best one ever and so the Nosset Grill I can vouch for that place too what I like about it too is that like with almost any sandwich you get there they do a lot of roll ups and stuff like that for like an extra 
99 cents or a buck 99 or something, you can get a giant fried potato patty put into your sandwich. And that's Ooh. just a piece of heaven right there. Nice so, touch. I like that. That is a nice touch. A big sort of delicious fried potato patty at the Nasset Grill. As we move on on the Cape Cod Fun Show, action-packed as usual, Mung. Can you believe it? Love it. Serial killing to all sorts of other things. Indoor activities. Yeah, it's raining. There's tons of stuff to do uh, outside. I mean, uh, on the Cape, indoors. You, if you're like me, you hit up some, maybe a bowling alley. You got candle pin up in Orleans. You got 10-pin alley. Have you been to that 10-pin alley at the mall, that new place? I've been in it. I regret I haven't bowled yet, but the place looks spectacular. Just uh, brand new. Um, it's got arcade games. It's got laser tag, escape room if you're not into bowling. They play live music. My get, whole life is an escape food. room. I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch out because you might get trapped in those rooms, man. But yeah, get to a bowling alley. Do something fun with the family. Stuff like that. Maybe you want to go to a, a museum, a local village museum like the Centerville, Centerville Museum or Cape Cod Museum of Art. All sorts of cool stuff. If you're in Centerville, you might as well drop by the 1856 Country Store. Oh, totally. You know, because actually there's something coming up on Wednesday. So uh, coming up uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, October 30th, Ted Reinstein, a WCVB Boston television reporter. I think he's on Chronicle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, He'll be giving a talk at 6.30 Tuesday at the Hyannis Public Library called New England's General Stores, Exploring an American Classic. And, oh, awesome. Uh, that I sounds kind of cool. Me too. And there are some good ones on Cape Cod. The West Barnstable one, the general store out there. Excellent, great. excellent. The 1856 Country Store, as we mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Centerville. Uh, the Pleasant Lake General Store on Pleasant Lake Ave. And uh, it's over by, it's on the Brewster Howard line, maybe, after you get off an exit 10 there. Right on 124. Uh, we also like Salty Market in North Truro, mm-hmm. a nice general store. Yeah, general stores are classic. I think my favorite of all the ones we've ever visited would be Alley's on the island in West Tisbury. That's old school, man. Alley's general store where Mm -hmm. President Obama shopped for gifties for his kids way back in the day when they were little kids. So I'm, I'm impressed with how many general stores the Cape and Islands have, but you know what? You know what fall thing the Cape needs more of that the uh, New England uh, states have. We need some classic covered bridges. I'm a big covered bridge fan, and we don't have many. In fact, I don't know if we have one on the Cape. The only one that I know of is uh, on that Sandwich Hollows mini golf course. Is that what that place is called? Oh um, yeah, the mini golf, the Sandwich mini golf on Six A. Right, Sandwich right yeah. near the center of they town. Do have have one in, in its mini golf form. I have putted through that covered bridge. Indeed, it does go over water of some sort. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a drainage ditch or an actual sort of water thing, but otherwise, I don't think there is a covered bridge. And oh, we lament. I don't know. Where's the, where's the closest one to Cape Cod? I don't know, but if anybody has a covered bridge they want to donate, we'll, we'll see if we can get it somewhere on the Cape. Well, with that demand, we will leave these airwaves... You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. Thank you, Mung. My pleasure. We want to thank uh, our music provider for this fantastic show. Incompetech.com is his website. His name is Kevin McLeod, and uh, he is the reason it's all so tuneful on the Cape Cod Fun Show. Survive this rainy weekend, my friends, and we will revisit a new and freshly washed cape next week. Till next time. See ya!
Oh yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>